I want to give a shout out to Aventus, the world's leader in trade surveillance for digital assets. Trusted by Coinbase, Gemini, OSL, and many others, Aventus is also helping scores of other firms enter the crypto market. For digital asset trade surveillance, think Aventus. I'd like to also thank Kraken. With Kraken, you can instantly buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptocurrencies or earn additional rewards through their industry-leading staking service. Payouts are twice a week and you can earn up to 20% each year. Visit kraken.com scoop to learn more. Exodus is one of the most loved crypto apps due to its sleek design and easy-to-use exchange feature. Secure and manage over 130 cryptocurrencies from your computer or phone. No account registration is required. Download Exodus at exodus.com and you're ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Scoop. I'm your host, Frank Chaparro, Director of News at The Block. And today we are joined by Kevin Chu, CEO of Rally. Kevin, we have a long list of, of your accolades here. I mean, Fortune's 40 Under 40, CNN's Smartest People in Tech, Business Insider's Silicon Valley Top 100. I'm a little intimidated, if I'm being honest, no, especially be. <laughs> given the background that you have. I mean, this is a really nice office. So we've got a high caliber guests today to talk about a really interesting area, arena of the crypto market that we haven't unpacked here on The Scoop. So I'm going to sort of hand over the reins to you, Kevin, for a second. Walk us through exactly what Rally is trying to innovate upon and how you all got started into this game. Right. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about the, the work that we're doing at Rally. What we are trying to do is tokenize people and in communities. And so there's just a core belief that people create value. And in the history of money, you know, because of, of not having blockchain technology the way that we have now, we've created money in a certain way. But Rally started with this idea that people create value. And what if you can create your own form of cryptocurrency as well as digital assets that represent you and in the community that you're a part of? And how do we then enable an easy frictionless system to enable people and communities to create that value together, exchange that value, and be a part of this, this new digital global community on the blockchain? So that was the, the premise of, of the spark of the idea three and a half years ago. And as we started thinking about, okay, what would it really mean? There's 8 billion people on this planet. What, what would happen if we actually tried to go do this? What would be some of the big obstacles there? And so we thought about, okay, well, if we look, take a look at the total active wallets, and we don't know exactly the, the number of people, but if we look at the active wallets on Ethereum, you're talking about Uniswap, for example, with half a million active wallets on a monthly you know, basis. Right? That's on layer one. I know that they've got layer twos and other things at this point. If you look at you know what's happening in all of crypto, you may be if you look at Bitcoin, of course, it's the biggest holdings, and you look at Ethereum next. You're talking about you know again separating out the humans from the wallets and a few others. You know maybe 10 million active you know crypto humans. I'm not talking about somebody who's earned something or bought something a long time ago on a Coinbase or something like that, but people who are actively using crypto today. It's you're talking about super early internet days in terms of the actual number of humans 
doing something. And so we, we started thinking, okay, if we're going to create rally to tokenize people and, and communities, and there's 8 billion total people in the world, how do we do this in a way that brings that next 7.99 billion people into crypto without throwing them into the deep end of a Web3 experience? So we wanted to, uh, to solve that, and we're going to certainly get into that a little bit later. The other thing that, of course, that we started is we started saying, well, you know, if it's just random tech people like like us doing it, well, that's one thing. But if we're going to go get celebrities and we're going to get YouTubers and Twitch streamers and gamers and, and folks that have built millions or tens of millions of followers and audience for the content and communities that they're a part of or have created, how do we do that in a way that allows those people to get into crypto for the first time, as well as teaches them the basics of doing this? as well as helps them do things that I think in 2021 are more apparent than ever. But from my background, I knew this was was something that that we built Rally off of, which is how do we do this in a compliant world? It's one thing if you're going to be a pseudonymous founder of a DeFi project to just create a smart contract and put it on Ethereum. But it's another thing if you're going to be a well-known household celebrity name and you're going to create your own cryptocurrency. We thought we, we want to do this in a way that will help creators and celebrities and large communities that are established, help them do it in a way that's compliant with uh, the laws that are now very much in place in the USA and other developed markets uh, in the world and help them do taxes, help them do other things that help them stay on the right side of the law. And then, of course, we we thought about how do we, how do we, you know, if you have, instead of just thousands of tokens uh, in the world, but you have millions of tokens, tens of millions of tokens, a billion tokens at some future point in time. How do you create a world where people can easily exchange that value? You know, it's one thing if you're holding a wallet and, you, you know, I'm flying into Heathrow or something and I, I need to go get some sterling, I need to go get some euro, I got dollars. It's kind of a pain in the butt to have all these different types of currencies. But in the crypto world, you know, changing one currency to another currency or creating an NFT and exchanging that that could be super simple because it's all in software and a user doesn't need to do that. So we wanted to like solve the problem of what happens if you have a ton of different types of tokens and how do we make an easy exchange of that? So those were some of the big things that we tried to solve, but ultimately it's in the service of how do we help tokenize you know, what we started with with creators and celebrities and communities. And then how do we eventually think about a world where more and more people choose to create their online identity, reputation and financial wherewithal all on a blockchain. And that's kind of the world that that's what we're trying to solve here at Rally. Kevin, I don't know if there's a world in which there are millions of tokens, then covering and writing about this space might not be a game for me to be in. That might be a little <laughs> too much to have to undertake. Thank you for that background. It's really interesting. I think at the heart of this creator coin phenomenon is this blending of financial markets with sort of an identity market and not just a blending, but an actual creation of the latter Mm -hmm. that can then engage with the former, right? Mm -hmm. There are so many, you know, ways companies can raise capital or can engage in, in trade or exchange value, but there are no easy ways for us to sort of tap into the value of our reputation, of our identity and of our social sort of presence, right? That's right. And so, I think you have a, there are many different companies out there trying to do this, but I'm curious what, what your vision is. Um, and this is kind of a high level question. What does the world look like when you have folks able to tap into the social capital, right? That they've built 
whether it's through a token or through other means, what does that world look like? Does this mean that I can sort of go out and get a loan with sort of, and it's not just tracking credit score or whatever have you, but you know, my 80 some odd thousand followers mm-hmm. on Twitter and that's captured through a token. What does that future look like? I think we're, we're all scratching the surface together, Frank. So for example, there's, I think we're, we're in this just in the last couple of years, for example, there's the ability to get a loan based on your followers. There's a credit card, you know, company that will extend you a, a personal loan. Square is doing that with merchants and restaurants and other things. But you know, more and more, there's digital creators that are able to get a loan based on the, the amount of views and ad revenue that their YouTube, you know, dashboard will, will spit out. And some companies ingest that data to provide loans to some of these creators. But we're just that that is, if we really think about what that means, though, that is, there's still very specific trusted actors that have to play in that ecosystem, right? Versus that, for example, that that YouTuber needs to be able to get access to their YouTube dashboard and data and provide that information to somebody who would extend them a loan. And that person making a loan is trusting that data from YouTube. And it's only on YouTube server. YouTube can change the rules and algorithms the next second. And all of that would be but I think in a, in a world that we all live in, Frank, in terms of the crypto world, is how do we put that into a way that's more and more trustless, transparent, and not controlled by any one party? When we start getting into that, if we start thinking about what that world and what we've all been living and breathing for the last several years in crypto land, well, what happens if you can look at a bunch of on-chain data and make a decision to extend a loan you know, to a person based on that? We're already getting to a point where plenty of crypto projects as we look at uh, Solidity developers, for example, or product managers, your public wallet and your record of what DeFi projects or what crypto projects have you interacted with, what governance votes have you participated in, plenty of other things that we can see through your public you know, wallet. These are now key parts of hiring decisions that many crypto projects will, will make. And I think as we extend that into a world where more and more people join crypto put more of their financial assets into an on-chain environment, as well as then create the identity, the, the meta layer of data and, and sort of meaning that comes from that can extend from everything from loans. And then now you, you don't have to trust a company called FICO uh, or, or Equifax or Experian to, to have the right data you know, about you. I've certainly had an issue where I had wrong data in one of the credit reporting companies, and it's just a nightmare to navigate yeah. that and try to get that all changed. But what if you can hold that all yourselves and be responsible for yourself and have all of that live in a trustless uh, on-chain, the biggest database in the world and the most secure database in the world, and manage it yourself? So I think we're going to just start scratching the surface, but we got to start getting the data in there in a meaningful way. And I think that's where hopefully projects like Rally, where we, you know, it's not just for the, the crypto native people, but we're going to bring in, if we do our jobs right, hundreds of millions of people into crypto for the first time. And then start building that ability for people to take more control of their identity, more control of their financial you know, history. And, uh, and that's, that's really exciting. We kind of went towards the macro picture, but maybe should have started with the micro. If you have a creator coin, what is it sort of drawing upon? What exactly is it? What aspects of a person's identity, reputation is it drawing upon? And how does that translate into a specific value? So for our creators, there's one of the nice things that these primitives that we're, we're creating, which is a creator coin, and we've now, Rally has um, kind of in our alpha stage, our NFT platform, and the whole idea is that your social tokens and your NFTs all work together. What folks are doing is, for example, 
you know, Portugal, the man. They've they've yeah. created their fans. They've had 14 super fans have created an archive of music and are actively managing a Discord community. So it's you know the in Portugal the band actually will show up and they'll rock out with their fans and and sometimes they'll listen in, to music together. And there's all sorts of interesting interactions that the band is doing with the community itself. But even more importantly, it's the the super fans themselves are now creating content, creating ways to manage that community. And we see other community members tipping near the moderators and the super fans for putting together this music archive and organizing events. The band, of course, has the ability to now pay their their super fans for contributing to the management and ongoing engagement and, and events that the community puts on. And so it's really, it's not just a, a payment system where you're thinking about, okay, it's a way for fans to pay creators in a more efficient way. Because as we know in crypto, payments are, if you're just doing a pure payment, you know, US dollars or euros or plenty of other things are, are equally good for that. What we're really talking about is how do we tokenize and create community and create value together? In a digital world, it's not just the creator that's producing all of the value in the community, but there's certain fans I want to get involved. Uh, there's certain ways that you know fans will, are transacting with other fans. And so with the, the goal of Rally is to enable all of that type of community and overall economy where there's multiple participants and multiple ways that value is flowing from creator to fan, fan to creator, fan to fan, all happening in a decentralized way. In a sense, it's kind of a, it's an abstraction or an extension of a lot of what we're seeing in terms of creators, artists being able to engage more directly with their users, their consumers and fans. Examples of this on the centralized side of things or anything from Substack to, to OnlyFans, right? And so do you view it in that way as kind of an extension of some of these more centralized platforms? And what are the benefits of sort of putting it on the blockchain, so to speak, through some of these creator coins? There's a few different you know, points in there. So I'll give another example um, where Ali Straza uh, she's a pretty large Twitch streamer. She plays Hearthstone primarily. She plays Magic the Gathering as well. And she has people who edit her videos. And so there's a mm-hmm. way for her to pay her, her video editor, you know, now with her, her cryptocurrency. But more importantly, she's now running these tournaments on, a, on an ongoing basis where she actually, her fans are playing against each other in these tournaments. To enter a tournament, you need her cryptocurrency to enter the tournament. The prizes are in her own cryptocurrency. And she now has her fans basically creating content. So when, when the fans are mm. playing each other, she's, she's doing play by plays of what's happening and what she thinks um, about the game. So it's easy content creation for her. And she's bringing and getting her community actively involved in the content itself. And then the cryptocurrency becomes the coin of that economy. You're entering the tournament, winning the tournament, the person who edits that video of the tournament. So all of that is brought together by a cryptocurrency in a way that Yes, you could manage that technically, maybe through a Venmo or PayPal in terms of multi-payments, you know, and that's just mm-hmm. somebody would have to then organize that and it's a pain in the butt. The other thing, of course, is just value creation itself. And so if you think about like Ed Sheeran, right, obviously uh, he's kind of blowing up with, with some of his new songs. Uh, but, if you know, when Ed Sheeran was just getting started in his career, you know, he was literally begging and sleeping on friends' couches, trying to get any gig he could. What if you sort of were the first fan that saw him at a, indie club and you heard him you're like oh my gosh this person is going to be big there was no way to participate 
alongside somebody who's who have that type of you know trajectory. But now imagine you're getting a, that Twitch streamer, that YouTuber that you're discovering early and you're getting involved. You're helping that person edit their videos. You're participating in these tournaments or whatever the creator is doing. You're earning some of that, that cryptocurrency. You're buying some of that cryptocurrency. You're winning it. You're paying other people with it. And then that person becomes the next Ed Sheeran-sized creator. Imagine what the value of that economy could look like at that point in time. And if you were early in, as a participant in that, you grow with that economy. There's no, you know, whereas if we go back to that sharing case, okay, maybe you bought the ticket to go see him, you know, for his first ever concert or you saw him at that club or whatever you bought a drink. But there was no way for you to grow alongside. You could just, all you get is the ability to tell all your friends, oh yeah, I was, I was like, you know, a fan of this person, you know, way back when nobody knew him. But with crypto and we're creating this type of social tokens itself and increasingly the NFTs that we're now seeing across uh, the ecosystem, this is an ability to really own something that's part of the creator, to grow that value alongside the creator and the rest of the community. And if the economic incentives are aligned correctly, where the creator is rewarding their fans for helping them to create value and participate and create engagement, create more content, you know, everyone, you know, there's community itself can both grow, but also benefit alongside the creator. Yeah, it's a way for folks to sort of accrue value alongside the people they're fans of. That's right. Does that maybe get into some murky security law territory where it might look like, you know, you're getting in early to sort of just for the sake of that value accrual? You know, again, this is just an area that um, we, one of the things that rally really works hard is to make sure that it, I'm really proud of the community that's really come around rally, but we really want to make sure everyone is doing this lawfully. So security law, you know, there, there's a few things that, of, of security laws that we, of course, you know, want to make sure that everyone in the community understands. The first is that if you're buying a token simply because of the, uh, and your only, the only use case of that token is for potential price appreciation, you're clearly in violation of security laws, right? But if that token gets you access to a tournament, if that token gets you access to unique content, access to that creator, you get paid in that token, you know, for doing a video editing or putting on an event. You know, all of these things are create real use cases of the token. So then you look much more like a commodity. So if you think about, you know, oil, obviously the, the biggest commodity in the world, or orange juice, or you know, wood, lumber, you know, all these things that have different prices. I mean, we're, we're currently going through interesting inflation where the price of, of lumber today is dramatically different than it was a year ago. Same thing with oil. Things that have real use cases can have different values or prices at different points of the time. But the core thing that we, of course, make sure that our creators and the fans and the community all focus on is how do you create cryptocurrencies and tokens and drive real use cases real things that you can do with that token the second that that token is live. That's a big part of what we focus on is number one, create a lot of educational content. We actually create this checklist these days that people go through this type of training before they launch the digital assets and currency of, you know, the focus of the token cannot be price appreciation. The focus of the token has to be real use cases the second that token is live. And the second thing that, you know, is, is generally puts people in danger is if holding that token gives you future entitlements. So, for example, you know, if the musician says, hey, I'm going to give, you know, X percentage of, of my next 
albums, you know, revenues and share with my token holders. Now you have an expectation as a token holder that, you know, you get some future value or future entitlements associated with holding that tokens. And we, of course, educate people that we don't do that with RAD. Like the cryptocurrency has to have real use cases. The second that it's in the fans' hands, the fans should be able to do something with that token to get unique value from that token at any second that that fan wants. So we really make sure that we create as much education and make sure that the creator understands what the laws are, especially in the countries that have developed security laws that govern digital assets. And then the whole benefit of creating something like Rally is that all the different developers, and we now have a very robust ecosystem of even developers raising venture capital to build you know, different types of applications and integrations with social platforms for cryptocurrencies developed on Rally, uh, that there's a number of different use cases that creators are able to plug right into and get kind of out of the box by working with Rally. So those are a lot of the things that we focus on. And at, at the end of it, if we kind of back up and say, for a creator, owning your own economic destiny, owning and not renting on some big tech platform where that big tech platform can change the payment rules on you, the, the tech platform could kick you off or demonetize your content. You know, these are all things that are real issues that creators face and cryptocurrency solves. But of course, we want to make sure that the creators do it and follow the laws that are, are being rapidly developed in the Western uh, economies right now. And these are all things that will definitely, you know, there are great solutions for, and it just requires the wherewithal to really say, you're going to create a platform that is compliant with these laws of countries that we're citizens of. When you guys conducted your token sale, I mean, there were 44,000 people, I think, that participated. So that kind of speaks to the level of interest there is in this space, right? So I think you guys raised over $20 million Let's double click or, or kind of explore the build out, right? You've got this war chest. What's the strategy? We've kind of talked about like the why of how this came to market, why it exists. What are the next steps to build this thing out? We're uh, very fortunate to partner with CoinList uh, earlier this year to, to do that fundraise. And that was every single person that participated in that was KYC. We did it prohibited jurisdictions like the U.S., like Canada and China, et cetera, were excluded from that. That did definitely give us a, a big war chest to, to go out and build and hire a lot of engineers and product managers and folks that we call creator partner, creator partner team. So I would explain to us there's a few major things that we're working on. When we did that fundraise, we had done a bunch of work on NFTs, but that wasn't out yet. One of the most unique things that was always part of the vision of Rally was to create social tokens plus NFTs in a unified economy. My background is making games. I made games for 11 years and uh, you know, games that had done over a billion dollars in, in revenue. If you really think about what a game is, the digital currencies, but then there's all the stuff in the games that you want, obviously, and they all work together in a single economy. And so a big part of that was how do we take what so incredibly well for, for the gaming industry? And how do we give these tools to creators, to communities, to businesses to create their own digital currencies and digital assets, but all working together? So one of the coolest things about Rally is that you can create your social token. For example, you know, our, you know, we have a creator called Scott, and he's got his SKOT coin, and then he's got a nine different, I think there's actually more, NFTs now. And all of his NFTs are denominated in, in Scott coin. So that's also another really natural use case is that if you're creating NFTs that your audience wants, great. Now that that all works together. So a big part of our fundraise and the, the technical work that we've been doing is how do we build out NFTs, build out multiple different payment systems, 
auction and price discovery mechanisms, but have it all work together seamlessly with the social tokens itself. And so that that's something that's um, you know pretty unique for Rally. The other thing is is when we create the social tokens and the NFTs, and this kind of concept has really come to the fore for NFTs is that when you when you sell when you do the primary sell for NFTs, great, you make money as a creator. But one of the coolest things is that you can set a secondary transaction fee every time that NFT changes hands, and they could do that on a smart contract. And we we apply the same concept, of course, to the NFTs, but we do it to the social tokens itself. So a creator can say, hey, there's a, I can set the tax at zero, I can set the tax, you know, a lot of our creators choose a percentage or 1%. And so whenever the social tokens trade itself, you want to go move from that creator social token to ETH, whatever, the creator can take a, a small fee every time there's a change of hands on the social token side of things too. So that all again works together in a singular economy for a creator and it just kind of comes right out of a box and it's super easy for a creator to, to use. The other big thing that we invest a lot in is compliance work. So one of the things that you know, 2021 has brought a new host of uh, from OFAC, FAFTA, and all these other kind of alphabet soup of agencies, uh, KYC, know your customer rules, travel rules. These things are all emerging. And as we work with bigger and bigger you know, musicians and creators and celebrities, everyone wants to understand what's actually happening in, in compliance. And we help them do that. Yeah. Right. They don't want to deal with all that stuff themselves. And one of the coolest things that we, we try to do at Rally is we create this network. And at the, at the core infrastructure level of the network, we really focus on how do we create compliance and partner with some of the leading compliance companies in the world. So it is, we don't try to say everything's totally trustless, right? So that if you're a DeFi protocol, you got billions of dollars of TVL, whatever, great. Like everyone wants that to be totally trustless. When you have a celebrity, you've got a known person, a musician, they're, business is you know real business here in the united states or or whatever we want to make sure we they want to make sure that they're complying with usa laws but that they're also like bad stuff doesn't happen so we we do a ton of infrastructure work to allow to make sure that that is uh we're compliant and that their cryptocurrencies and nfts are compliant so we've, we've invested over 10 million dollars on just compliance level work in the technology associated with that you know, at rally and then the final thing is we, we're, we're working on a lot of international expansion. So, you know, we, we think that the world out there is obviously incredibly big and that there's, you know, we're, we're tracking a lot of what's happening with like Axie Infinity, for example, and the explosion in the Philippines and Venezuela about people who are, are playing to earn. And we really just think that crypto is obviously we, we want to make sure we do a great job here in the United States because that's where we're based. And that's where some of the biggest entertainers and celebrities and athletes and musicians in the world are but we also we're going to serve every other country in the world and so we're investing way ahead of the curve to build out asia to build out europe to build out global ability to onboard creators help them understand what's legal and not in their country and help, help them follow those laws and then help them create their cryptocurrency and, and nfts in a singular economy uh, so that's been a big area of, of focus for us as well. So those, those are the major things that we outlined, you know, for CoinList and the community there is like, if we go raise a big pile of capital for the community and all of that, that money that was raised is all held in an on-chain you know, treasury. And that's what we would use it for us to go after some of these big areas of bringing this technology to a larger and larger audience. 
I want to give another shout out to Aventus. Aventus is the world's leading platform for digital asset trade surveillance, market risk, and transaction monitoring with some of the largest crypto exchanges and institutions in the world using Aventus to drive efficiencies in their regulatory operations and mitigate the risks of fines and reputational damage. Visit AventusSystems.com today to find out why 80% of the firms who take a custom demo become clients. Shine a light on your trading today with Aventus. For the last 10 years, Kraken has been known as one of the best platforms for trading crypto online. Now with the new Kraken app, it's easier than ever to buy and sell over 60 of the most popular cryptocurrencies on the go 24-7. Simply download the Kraken app, connect your bank account, and start investing for as little as $10. Just a minute is all it takes to get started. I also want to give a special thanks to Exodus. Exodus is one of the most loved crypto apps due to its sleek design and easy to use exchange feature. Secure and manage over 130 cryptocurrencies from your computer or phone and interactive charts let you view the price history of a specific asset and your portfolio's performance over time. Sync your wallet across multiple devices to access your funds from anywhere. Maybe the best part is Exodus is integrated with the Trezor hardware wallet, making advanced security easy for everyone. Download Exodus at exodus.com today. What about going after the creators themselves, the celebrities? themselves. What does that strategy look like? I don't know if that falls under the category of sales, but I'm sure you've got a long list of people that you want to target and then onboard onto Rally and have them have their own social tokens. Maybe you can share some of those people that you are most interested in, but how do you go get them? We are very focused on kind of some of the bigger names, you know, in this space, you know, right now. We're, we're creating kind of a self-serve mechanism, but that's going to take a while. And we want to, again, make sure that the first creators, the first communities, the first fans that, that come on a rally and use and get into crypto for the first time, there's really solid use cases that there's plenty of applications and integrations into various different tools and social media sites and, and other services. So, you know, for example, we have a creator that's building out a whole HubSpot integration that's it's super cool uh, into their email newsletter and all this other stuff. So you read the emails and like you engage with content, they can track that in their, their normal database and that all works with their cryptocurrency. It's super, it's super cool. When we think about who we're trying to reach out to, we realize that a lot of creators, they'll look up to some of the bigger names in their category and be like, okay, what's that person doing? And then that serves as a great blueprint for them. And so if we had to do a lot of the hard work to get creators up and running, we've just realized that it just makes the most sense for us to, to ensure that trailblazers within a certain segment uh, are on the platform, that they've got great use cases set up, that the integrations into the, the natural places where fans would interact with that creator is all set up and, and battle tested. So a lot of what you're going to see in Q3 for us is is getting a lot of these trailblazers onto uh, Rally, and we're at the very final finishing lines with with a bunch of them. So we're a good example is what we've done with MJF, the wrestler, and uh, you know he's got some great use cases that he's he's starting to, to work out. You know we've now got Kaseke Honda, who's a you know, Japan's most famous uh, soccer player. We got musicians like Portugal Man and Jaws. EDM uh, artist that's doing incredible things, creating a new voting mechanism and music playlist. 
And then so, you know, we're thinking about sports, we're thinking about fine arts, we're thinking about YouTubers, Twitch streamers, and getting sort of a handful of trailblazers that everyone would in that category would look up to. And I think we're going to be announcing a lot of those names and really launching them in Q3 uh, at this point. Kevin, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have that song stuck in my head probably for the rest of the week. That feel it, I think it's called feel it still. Yep. So, but no, this is exciting stuff. So, what could like how many folks do you think you could have on the platform by the end of the year in terms of creators? I think we're we're sitting at around a hundred and sixty ish today. I think we're you know, as I talked about, a lot of our focus right now, we realize that an athlete is very different from a musician, is very different from a gamer, is very different from somebody who creates a lot of fine art, and is very different from somebody in, in Hong Kong. Uh, you know, even that is, you know, let's say, a, yeah. A, a, a so gamer. each of these categories are going to have different use cases That's right. considered for their tokens. So maybe we can walk through some of those. So, like, what is the big thing that athletes want to get out of this, and then we can maybe juxtapose that with musicians. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of what athletes are are very comfortable with doing, and this comes from the sports kind of memorabilia world, is creating collectibles. And kind of whether it's the folks that uh, NBA Top Shots have done, uh, which has been amazing uh, from an NFT standpoint, and creating kind of these moments of collectibles. You know, a lot of athletes are looking to, you know, create the digital version of a signed jersey, a signed sneaker, and uh, and really, you know, do that as a way to both create engagement, but also, you know, create new revenue and, and monetization opportunities uh, for themselves. So we have a lot of athletes who who've always wanted to create kind of some of their own digital merchandise, and that's that's been a lot of focus, you know, for the athletes. For musicians, what we see is that it's obviously a lot about music. We've had a musician, they're doing a lot of digital concerts. And so they're integrating their cryptocurrency into their digital concerts. And they've done digital concerts on Oculus. I believe it's Oculus, but it's definitely in VR you know, somewhere. And they're, they're, host, yeah, and they're pulling their cryptocurrency and, and other uh, things into, you have to have X number of this, of my coin, to be able to access this type of event um, in a digital space. We've had Jaws, for example, create, you know, he's, he's somebody who uh, a lot of younger EDM artists aspire to and want to share tracks. And he's got a very popular YouTube and Twitch stream that he does where he's playing a bunch of music from other artists and he comments on them and he gets so many submissions that he, it's hard for him to like actually, you know, listen to all of it. And so what he does is he's created this very simple application where you know, fans can upvote, downvote. If you really love something, you put a token behind it. You can stake a to- one of his tokens behind a piece of music. And th- those things like all come together to help him create signal around the best music that's being submitted to him and that he'll play on stream. And so he's done some really interesting, cool work you know, to integrate his, his tokens through that. Down to Quest is a gaming, you know, house. So they, of course, have created, leaned heavily into creating uh, all types of different rarity levels of NFTs that you can collect. And if you get a whole bunch of them together, that unlocks uh, special access. And so for them, they want a lot of integrations into Twitch and something called OBS, which manages the video and audio feed. So whenever somebody makes a donation, there's like an audio thing that, that goes off. And then there's a video scroll of who donated and how much and what NFTs they, they have, et cetera. So it's a lot of cool stuff that they're, they're doing uh, to integrate you know, into the Twitch ecosystem. 
And so we, we kind of see things like that, and which is why we really think category by category right now, instead of going super wide, how do we really focus on creators that have really creative concepts and that they need the tooling and the software and the development and the APIs and the hooks to bring their cryptocurrency, their NFTs into their current fan experience. And so we're, we're, we're smaller number of creators building out the, the tooling uh, and the harnessing for all of these different cool use cases to be developed category by category and then opening up self-serve type of mechanisms probably early next year is uh, how mm. we're currently thinking about it. So that's when I can get onboarded and sort of yeah, make the Frank coin? Have the Frank coin, absolutely. So how hard would that be? Would that, you know, how much money will I make? <laughs> well, the- Millions? Billions? What are we talking? About? Well, it depends on how many crypto whales you you have watching. Yeah, as fans, probably. Frank, my you know. NFT, my <laughs> NFT sold for ten ETH, so I well, think there you go. We could do pretty well. <laughs> and so, I mean, so the, the model for the business model for creators is really interesting. When you create your cryptocurrency, your fungible social token, the creator owns the Genesis block. We actually, we rally doesn't take any of it. It's a hundred percent. Genesis is a token. The creator owns a hundred percent of their own tokens at that stage. And so there's a vesting schedule. So just like any other token project, mm. you know, that doesn't all get, you know, the, the creator can't just sell them all at once. We view this as really important at the protocol and network level that we create transparency around the rule sets. Because if you look at, you know, for, for your listeners who are obviously looking at a lot of different crypto projects, each crypto projects designed their own vesting schedule or whatever, liquidity, you know, the amount that you could sell if you're a founder or whatever. So all those things we think, you know, instead of every single creator designing their own thing, we sort of create network level transparency uh, around this and something that we call, you know, flow controls such that everyone understands how the creators, what part of the economy the creators own at a given point in time and then what can the creators do with their own pool of tokens. Um, so that, that has kind of a long-term asset for the creator, right? They own the genesis block of their own tokens. Second, as we talked about, each sale of a creator token, the creator can put a small fee, usually a percent, that goes to them as a fee every time that um, somebody sells one of their tokens. And so that's a really cool thing. So they become like Visa MasterCard themselves in terms of uh, earning that fee themselves. Then, of course, when you create NFTs, and let's say you sell an NFT for 10 ETH, well, great, you, you keep all of that. We don't take... We're probably one of the few NFT platforms that we don't take any fees whenever there's an NFT sold across our the rally platform. And then whenever there's a secondary transaction of that NFT, again, there's you know the creator can can put a fee in that. And then the the last and probably the most interesting that we haven't talked about is that rally itself is designed, you know, much like any other, like obviously we look at Bitcoin and Ethereum for a ton of like what is unique and novel that they pioneered that now DeFi and other folks have followed. But every 24 hours, there's a block of RLY tokens that are distributed as rewards to the top creators and the communities on the platform. So the coolest thing is that if you're creating economic activity through your social tokens, through NFTs, both you as the creator, but also your fans that are holding your tokens and contributing to the economic activity, you're all earning RLY tokens. Some of our top creators are earning over $100,000 a month just themselves for these, these network rewards. So we have, we have some creators yeah. that are you know, on pace to do seven-figure revenue on the Rally platform and um, you know, on an annualized basis. It's been really fun to see as, as some of the creators really kind of having a life-changing amount of income that they're now earning through crypto. 
and allowing them to really just focus on doing what they love and creating new experiences uh, and content and engagement with their community. Where is that money sort of being siphoned off from? When we think maybe about music industry, it's these middlemen, record labels, management companies. Is that who's mostly in a position to lose out from this phenomenon gaining traction? I think what we do is a different thing. And so the at the base of what, what Rally is trying to do is create a new form of currency and you have that currency be, you know, in some cases used as, in a lot of cases, used as a payment mechanism. And so if you're going to buy a song still as a fan, well, you're still paying the record label to you know, having, you know, taken on the risk and producing the, the music and distributing their music, et cetera. But for certainly for a lot of new creators, what this does is helps you own all of your own channels if you want to. And, you know, you could, as a creator, choose to, you know, use your, your cryptocurrency and assets to try to bypass some of the existing centralized uh, infrastructure. We don't try to get involved in that at all. Like we're, we're really mm. focused on the technology and really, of course, making it fee list for the creators. But what the creator chooses to do with that and how they, they integrate it into their business is really what will dictate how like how the supply chain or ecosystem, uh, all the different money splits by the middlemen. And, and what we see, of course, is that the creators themselves will choose. There's real value that a lot of you know these middlemen services provide. And so we see creators, some of our creators, loop in actively their agents or their managers into helping them manage their crypto economy. So while from a technical standpoint, it's super easy to get your cryptocurrency set up or technically mint a new NFT, you know, actually, you know, designing a great NFT drop, you know, having that integrated into your storefront or website, having that, you know, doing the marketing around that, you know, a lot of, you know, like managing your treasury, converting from your cryptocurrency back into U.S. dollars. These are all things that, you know, are things that are, you know, just take a team in some cases for some of our bigger creators that are making a lot of uh, income now through their cryptocurrency. They, they want to hire somebody to go do all this stuff for them. So they're, it's just who's providing value for what. And the coolest thing that I think Rally enables is if something's not providing you value as a creator, well, you well, hopefully we give you a tool in your toolkit that allows you to take more direct ownership and control of your economic destiny and reshape how the you know, who's taking what cut out of your, your earnings. Um, but we really believe that's up to the, the creator themselves to make those decisions. And hopefully we empower them to do so. Yeah, and it's it, clearly you've convinced quite a number of people that that's the case. Interesting how many people are already making so much money from this. Um, well, I want to be respectful of your time, Kevin. So I thank you for joining the show today and stopping by to chat with us and unpack exactly what you guys are doing over at Rally. Kevin, where can our listeners learn more about you and what you guys are working on? Well, uh, rally.io is a great place to start. Uh, we're uh, actually just today, you know, it's, uh, got announced that we're going to be on Coinbase Pro. So you can certainly use Coinbase now to, you know, Coinbase, as, as with all their different tokens, will we'll provide some information. So that's always an easy way for listeners to, to go check that out on, on Coinbase as it gets launched uh, on February, or, I'm sorry, on July 15th on Coinbase Pro. There's, and then uh, our Discord community, which of course there's a link to from rally.io. You can find out our, our Discord. We have an incredibly active Discord. We have a very active discourse as well um, for some of the more people that are really curious. So these are all great places to check out. Rally.io is a great hub where you can link to all this other stuff and, and find out more. 
Thank you so much for being on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Scoop will be back for you again with another exciting guest next week. See you all soon.